Hey everyone, we've got a fabulous show today. I'm going to be talking about retinal health, drusen, how to improve your night vision, and myopia. So stay tuned. Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam, and I want to welcome you to the Eye Clarity Podcast. And we have a very interesting show today for questions, so we'll get to that in a minute. I wanted to announce my upcoming online course that I'm going to be offering. It's called Creating Your Personal Vision. And this is a class that uh, is an immersion. We're going to be together for four weeks. And the first class starts October 29th, and it will run four weeks consecutively. Uh, There are a lot of things that uh, you're going to get from this uh, program. Not only being able to improve your eyes and vision, but also I'm going to touch into how to improve your wellness from a physical, emotional, and energetic level. And it's going to be very experiential. There'll be lots of uh, great content, information, community, connection. So I hope that you join me. If you want to sign up, you can either go to my website or you can also uh, go to my Eventbrite page and uh, type in creating your personal vision and you will come to a, uh, a page where you can sign up. So I hope to see you. We're getting lots of uh, interest in it. And uh, there it is. So let's get to the first question. Uh, I'd like to welcome Charlene. And she is uh, dealing with retinal surgery she had. This was done May 1st, 2019, so fairly recently. And she had a full detachment that came off the macula as well. It was a successful surgery. It's called a scleral buccal surgery, so I'll talk about that. Um, so she's regained most of her eyesight, except she's saying now that there's, it's a little blurry, straight lines appear a little wavy, and everything leans to the right. Uh, you were released from your surgeon. Uh, everything is good. He's not going to do any more surgery. Uh, she's been using my MSMI drops, uh, not as consistent with my eye exercises. Are there any other things that I can recommend? Well, Charlene, thanks for the question, and uh, I want to just say that um, in getting the scleral buckle, what this procedure is, is the doctor actually indents the sclera. The sclera is the outside part of the eye, the white part of the eye, and it's a protective connective tissue. And so what happens is the doctor indents the sclera, that, uh, that outer covering, that is causing a ridge or a buckle in the back of the eye, and... Um, what happens is, is there's a reduction in the pressure, the eye pressure, and by lowering the pressure, this relieves some of the force caused by the gel-like part of the eye, the vitreous, which is tugging on the retina. Now, um, on the deepest level, you know, when your eyeball is starting to be pulled, and what is pulling the eye are the muscles, there's six extraocular muscles that attach to the eye, What directs those muscles is actually your mind and your brain. And the mind specifically, your thoughts, feelings, emotions, belief systems, uh, attitudes. And when somebody brings a very intense mind to their vision, 
this begins to change the structure of the eye and it starts to distort the, the shape of the eye where it can actually cause these uh, deformities to occur and retinal detachment is one of those. Usually it happens with people with moderate to high amount of myopia because in myopia, there's a real tension that our eye muscles are holding onto the eye and it creates this, this pulling or tugging. And so on the deepest level, to be able to get to the source of your hypervigilance, which is causing this change, is what those eye exercises do. Because the eye exercises, especially when you bring your awareness to it, um, you begin to understand how deeply you are tensing and tightening your mind and your eyes, which is creating this structural shift. Now, beyond that, there definitely are some uh, supplements and nutrients that you can take that can support a healthy retina. My three go-tos are astaxanthin, zeaxanthin, and lutein, the carotenoids. Uh, these protect the macula, and uh, they also help nourish the retina because another piece to this puzzle is that we have to keep uh, the oxygenation and hydration in the retinal cells very high Otherwise, free radicals start to form, inflammation starts to seep in, and this creates a structural uh, defect in the retina itself. So the carotenoids are very important. Uh, my preference is to get these through your plant-based foods. Think of the, you know, the rainbow diet. I talk a lot about that. Uh, red and orange vegetables you know, the ones I'm talking about, like beets and carrots and um, red bell pepper, orange bell pepper. These have the uh, zeaxanthin in it. If you want to get a, a, um, a food source for astaxanthin, salmon is probably your best choice. You can supplement with these if you're going to do that. I would recommend about 20 milligrams a day of lutein, 12 milligrams a day of zeaxanthin, and about uh, 10 to 12 milligrams a day of astaxanthin. In addition, the, the omega-3 fatty acids are really important, not only for your eye health, but your brain health. And I'm recommending somewhere between two to 3,000 milligrams a day of omega-3. Hyaluronic acid is not talked about very much in terms of retinal health. There's actually an eye drop out there called Hyalatears, which uh, has hyaluronic acid in it. And this helps boost the co connective tissue and collagen health. So that coupled with MSM is a great combo for improving your vitreous and retinal health. If you're gonna supplement with hyaluronic acid with a capsule, I recommend maybe 1,000 milligrams a day. Bilberry is a wonderful herbal formula, 150 milligrams a day of bilberry which is great for night vision <clears throat> and retinal health. And ginkgo is another one that I like, which is about 120 milligrams a day. And then the MSM capsules, about 2,000 milligrams a day. As we know, MSM is highly anti-inflammatory and it's great for collagen health. Now, the eye exercises that I talked about, um, there are other ones that you can do besides the the retinal health uh, eye clarity, which is the 90-day program. And you've got to really connect to it. You know, 
you've got to be disciplined and work with this every day. You know, intermittently is not going to cut it in terms of making deep level changes, the changes that you're trying to make. Uh, the, the ones that I recommend to reduce stress are the end palm hum, the, the t- uh, tongue clock exercise, and the eye stretching ex- exercise I like, which is the animal eye chart. I think if you know, you're know you suffering this uh, condition, Chinese medicine is really great. Acupuncture, I would definitely be getting that on a regular basis. Craniosacral therapy is also a wonderful modality. And think of lymphatic health. You know, One of the things the eyes love is a good functioning lymph system. That means there's more circulation flowing in and around the eye, and it can nourish the tissues uh, better absorption of your nutrients, and the uh, probability of getting rid of oxidative stress. So I hope that that's helpful. Charlene, thank you very much for the question. My next question is a question about drusen. And this gal is suffering drusen both in the macula and also in the optic nerve. So drusen is um, comprised of waste proteins and lipids that begin to accumulate due to poor microcapillary circulation in the retina. And what happens is is if you're not getting proper uh, circulation in those microcapillaries, then your retinas can't take out the trash. Metabolic waste accumulates, and this is one of the the factors that causes the drusen to accumulate. Now, of course, plant-based antioxidants can ha- is one way to improve the microcapillary circulation, craniosacral therapy, uh, lymphatic drainage, uh, Chinese medicine. So you've got to think about, if you've been diagnosed with drusen, uh, this can actually create um, kind of movement of the drusen, so you reduce the negative effects, because if drusen starts to grow on the optic nerve, uh, this can actually lead to glaucoma-like symptoms, and if you uh, develop drusen on the macula, this can lead to macular degeneration. In one of the conversations I've had with um, different people with, especially optic drusen, sometimes pain is associated with that. Now, pain is associated with inflammation, and... uh, the cranial nerves, cranial nerve three, four, and six, that, that kind of innervate the eye muscles can be the nerves that get irritated. Also, trigeminal nerve number five, which is our facial nerve. So you have to start thinking about what your dental health is like, what your, you know, your TMJ and things like that. Anything that restricts the movement uh, and creates an inflammatory response is going to affect the nerves, and these nerves can affect the eyes, and this is what causes the pain, which can be uh, associated with the uh, drusen that that can accumulate in the optic nerve. There was a study published in 2005 in the Archives of ophthalmology, uh, Ophthalmology linking drusen to the regulating molecules related to our immune system. So if you're developing drusen, one of the things to begin to consider is what is the state of your immune health? And this takes us to the conversation of what's happening in our intestinal health. Because 
if we are not absorbing our foods very well and there's an inflammatory response going on, this can lead to the accumulation of drusen. Now, there's some uh, studies out there that say that there's a genetic predisposition to developing drusen, and I bring in the concept of epigenetics and how our environment, our inner environment, our outer environment, triggers the genes to uh, express in a certain way. This is why I'm a firm believer in changing your lifestyle and diet and your, your mental health, your emotional health, uh, improving your circulation. These are all things that begin to trigger the genes to express differently. Otherwise, we just stay in a victim consciousness state. Some other things about um, Drusen is if we're exposed to moderate to high amounts of either blue light or ultraviolet light, this can trigger the production of Drusen. Uh, so wearing your blue blocker glasses for all your digital time and sunglasses at least part of the time outside uh, would be ways to reduce uh, the exposure to the, that light. Um, hypertension, smoking, uh, high homocysteine levels, these are all indicators that, that can increase the production of drusen. So your diet is so, so important here in uh, regulating your eye health. And I've talked about in so many video blogs the importance of eating a low inflammatory diet, good fats and oils, uh, lots of plant-based antioxidants. These are all things that are very, very uh, critical for reducing the effects of drusen. So I hope that's helpful. Thank you very much for the question. My next question is about night vision, and this gentleman is suffering terribly from seeing, uh, seeing at night, having trouble driving, and he's asking what can he do. So I talk about uh, night vision as an impairment in our dark adaptation. So this means that we have reduced vision in dim light, uh, and also transitions can be difficult going from dark to light and light to dark. Well, the key player in uh, night vision problems is vitamin A, and it's the component, uh, uh, vitamin A is an essential component of something called rhodopsin. Rhodopsin is necessary to be able to see at night. So many people that have uh, uh, night vision problems, they need to increase their vitamin A. Now, sometimes they will increase their vitamin A, but there's still an impediment in the absorption part of vitamin A. And this could be things that, the impediments could be things like iron deficiency, dietary absorption problems like uh, IBS, or just you know inflammation in the gut. H. Py H pylori is another uh, reason why, and this is a, uh, an parasite uh, infection that occurs in the gut and um, the standard level of care is antibiotics and antibiotics can actually lead to photophobia and also problems seeing at night. So working with a functional medicine doctor to reduce your inflammation in the gut uh, is really important. Some other factors that affect night vision would be excess alcohol, consumption, eating low-fat diets, uh, zinc deficiencies, and 
this is uh, a really big one, the, uh, the taking of statin drugs. So statin drugs can actually, one of the side effects can be lowered vision at night. Um, also, I think you need to take a look at your eye health. So going to an eye doctor, if you do have problems with dark adaptation, because it could be things like cataracts or background diabetic retinopathy, effects after LASIK surgery, I've seen that. Fuchs dystrophy, which is a corneal dystrophy, keratoconus, another corneal problem, myopia, and ret retinitis pigmentosa. So getting the diagnosis is very important in the overall scheme of things. So I talked about the importance of vitamin A. Taurine is an amino acid which helps reduce oxidative stress, increasing your zinc levels, uh, glutathione levels, increasing your fats and oils, your bilberry, carotenoids, and last but not least, making sure your eyeglass uh, uh, prescription is up to date. So I hope that that gives you some data to work with. Thank you for the question. All right, our last question today is about myopia. And this person is asking the question about what can she do in reducing her prescriptions. She wants to improve her myopia. Well, the way that I have found that the most successful way to work with myopia is that you get into a vision therapy program and you learn about the patterns and habits that caused you to tense your eyes or is still causing you to tense your eyes and be in a very defensive mode and a hypervigilant mode. So it starts from the inside out where you begin to become aware of your habits and patterns that created the myopia, whatever age that was, probably way back, and that as you start loosening up your eyes and your perception and your mind, this is the time then you can start you know, reducing the prescription by getting a 2040 prescription. This is a slightly reduced prescription. And your, your eye doctor will usually prescribe that. And you wear that in non-demanding and non-threatening situations. Uh, and really, the side effect of developing more awareness of your habits around myopia, the side effect of that is reducing your prescription. And if you're fixated on the goal of, well, what prescription should I be wearing now and I want to reduce my prescription, you're really looking at it backwards because in reverse engineering this, the key in improving your vision is developing um, the understanding and the awareness of what is causing the pattern and what am I doing to cause the pattern? What is my reaction to the visual world? And the exercises can stimulate the awareness that allows you to understand that insight or those insights. And when you start to understand those insights, your eyes are going to start to relax. And this is the sequence. This is when you then uh, go get a reduced prescription. Because if you try to get a reduced prescription at the very beginning, before you've even you know, learned about your habits, your perception and your consciousness is gonna end up 
rejecting the reduced prescription because you have no context around it. You won't understand it. It's just going to be blurrier for you, and that's going to create more frustration. So you've got to do the work first every day, very consistently, and you'll notice over a few weeks to a few months that your current prescription might feel too strong. And that's the signal where then you can go back to your doctor and say, can I have a reduced prescription or a undercorrection? And he or she is more apt to give it to you. So it's a great question. It comes up a lot uh, and I appreciate it. So we're just answering it again. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.